Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Happy summer, everybody. Happy Juneteenth. Happy yesterday. Juneteenth. Yes, one day late, probably two days late by the time that I actually get this edited and yeah. released. Yeah. But maybe three days late, but happy Juneteenth. Happy summer. We are recording outdoors for a special summer episode. It's like we're at a five-star resort. It's like <laughs> we're at uh, the the Almost Paradise Resort. What is oh, it yeah. called? I don't know. The Almost Paradise Resort. That's what it's <laughs> yeah. called. I thought you were going to say the Nema Colon, which I feel like something. Oh, Puxatani well, Phil went to the Our listener. <laughs> ooh, I'm going to have to do this by memory. I think it was Claire. Okay. Initially sent it that... Punxsutawney Phil was vacationing at the Nima colon. He was hanging out at the pool. Of course he was. He was probably hitting on some other groundhogs. Leaving having some condoms drama. in the trees. <laughs> He's not there to make friends. I can well, tell you that about Punxsutawney He was Phil. real into that one groundhog. Then he found out that she did plantation cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see what that resort is called. Yeah, the. I feel like we should know that by now. We should have been there by now, and we should be ashamed of ourselves that we have not been there. Playa Escondida. Actually, that doesn't ring a bell with me. I feel like that does ring a bell with me, but only because it's the most generic (laughs) resort name ever. Uh, Well, so, gang, we know that The Bachelorette doesn't actually start until Monday, but we're here with a special treat a summer update on this and that, plus. A recap of a new show that we're going to recap. A special treat. A special the treat. The Big D. The Big D. Oh, that's a special treat. Yep. Who doesn't like that special treat? I went to school and I got the Big D. What song and is that? And I got that? the Big D. Wet leg. Chaise long. On the chaise long. On the chaise long. What? We'll put a little clip in there for it. I got the Big D. They have a big thing about the Big D. I've never heard that in my life. Well, you will. Actually, yeah. <laughs> you, you just did. I just put it in there. Well, yeah. Maybe it'll ring a bell. Yeah. All right. So we have a lot to cover. Yeah. As Most I, important. Well, go ahead. Most scandal. Of what, uh, well, what I was going to say, just to, for those of you who are thinking, whoa, Anna and Ryan 
said they would never cover another show. Well, we also said, I do. <laughs> <laughs> we're full of shit. You can't trust any of the promises <laughs> we, we make. We renege on everything. <laughs> uh, no, we, what we have always said was if the right show came along at the right time, yes. we'd do it. And this is it. It's a show about divorce. It's a show about uh, couples. It has its bachelor affiliate. It's bachelor adjacent. Yeah. And... It's 45 minutes and nine Perfect. Episodes. It's on USA. Yeah. USA up all night. <laughs> yeah. It really Man. is just the perfect storm of a show that we really can't not cover. We are forced to do. We're morally obligated yeah. to cover this. I loved the USA Network when I was a kid, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's still around. Uh, Baywatch, Tales from the Crypt, yeah, those are the like two main shows that I remember being on there. USA like, was a little bit edgier well, than some of the other Well, especially when you got to TV. Up All Night, well, right, with I feel Rhonda. like they would play like Elvira. Yeah, Who's Rhonda? Rhonda was like another like, host Elvira S. No, she was more just like a woman wearing a negligee being like, here's Friday the 13th part four. But Elvira did that too, right? Yeah. Oh, Through yeah. USA. I believe so. Yes. Yeah, it's all. I have like vague memories of watching USA at like eleven o'clock at night yeah. at slumber parties. Rhonda from USA Network may not be burned onto your brain, but she is on mine. Yeah. A young Ryan <laughs> yes. Weber. Honestly, I'm shocked that you were even able to like lay your eyes on. I her. think that it was uh, again. I think it was a little bit like uh, Ryan's not supposed to be watching yeah. this. Uh, yeah. Lynn and Patty didn't know Ryan that you had snuck not, down right. to the den to they watch. Probably up all night. showed Mr. Baseball. <laughs> yeah. Rhonda introducing Mr. Baseball between commercials. Yeah, uh, so we are going to cover that, but we do have a few things to get to first. Yes, absolutely. Scandable. Go ahead and do your Scandable I mean, thing. I got a couple of listener requests because people know how much I love Vanderpump. People know how much I love Bravo. It shook our world, uh, dare I say. Even Ryan knew about it. I mean, uh, I feel like I, like Vox covered it. Like yeah. All these, oh, it was on yeah. like CNN. Yeah, all Ariana went to the White yeah. House correspondence dinner. So did Lala. <laughs> Let me tell you, Lala and James are like riding these coattails. They should. Here is my hot take, and I will make it Bachelor uh, adjacent. <coughs> Am I using that word right? Yeah. Bachelor adjacent? Bachelor adjacent, yes. So when I was still listening to Chris Harrison's podcast, which only lasted about three episodes, one of the things that he said, uh, and he was talking about the TJ, what's his name, and Amy, what's her name scandal, the two Good Morning America anchors oh, yeah, that yeah, had yeah, an sure. affair and yeah. left uh-huh. and got fired. Um, that was shocking to me because did you know Good Morning America was still on? I was shocked. <laughs> I mean, isn't that, that what Hoda's on, or is she on <laughs> the, the Today, Today Show? Show? Yeah, yeah. Who? I feel like what's the difference in their like viewing audience? Like, I is have the no is idea. one racier? I, I, one... I assume the Today Show is racier, but never mind. Well, I, I mean, well, no, I guess America that's true because like, Good Morning America, everyone was like, oh, they're playing the morality police. Like, it's two consenting adults. Why are you firing them? Which, fair enough. Right. Except that he had like a really troubling history of doing this with. So they were equals. So if it were just her and him, I would say fair enough. Uh-huh. He, I guess, did it with a lot of, oh, a lot of lesser than. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But anyway, one of the things that Chris Harrison said, because he was relating it back to what happened to him, and he said, you know, one of the things that I've told my kids over and over, like growing up and now even that they're young adults, I still say the same thing. Like 
No one expects perfection from anyone else. We're all human. None of us are perfect people. Even if you're a good person, you're going to make mistakes. Like that's just a part of life. You're going to make mistakes. Some of them are going to be huge and maybe even devastating. But, you know, people have a, a pretty large capacity to forgive you and move on if you can genuinely show that you're sorry for it. Mm -hmm. Like if you, you know, just are apologetic and you can express genuine regret for the mistakes that you've made, then, you know, maybe it'll be hard. It's not going to be perfect, uh -huh. but like people want to forgive. Yeah. My problem with Scandival they're not sorry. Like you, I mean, it would blow your mind how unapologetic Tom Sandoval especially has been about the whole thing. I mean, it just, it's mind boggling how little remorse he has shown. And that's what gets me. Is he like a narcissist? Like, One is he, thousand yeah. I mean, is he percent. capable of feeling remorse? No. And that's like, we're rewatching from season one now. Uh -huh. And I'm like, it's a, like now that you're watching, that I'm watching the show, I've, you, you have always seen these tendencies uh -huh. in him, but it is, it's just very clear what a narcissist he is. The scales have fallen from your eyes. Yeah. The rose-colored glasses yeah. are gone. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. And I mean, Raquel is just, uh, I, I think she's unable to express remorse maybe because of some severe, like, mental issues. Uh -huh. And so, I mean, the whole thing is a mess. But that that has been my big takeaway is, like, it's awful, but like it or not, people do awful things. Sure. And people make terrible mistakes. And I do think, I mean, I've said before, like, that's one of the things that our divorce has shown me is like, we have both shown, I think, an immense ability to forgive and move forward. But I do think that that's because we're very genuine in apologizing for the hurtful things that we've done. <laughs> I can't show remorse. I'm fake. <laughs> yeah. If you listen to this podcast back from the beginning, you hear that I'm a massive He's a narcissist. Yeah. He's a monster. But I mean, that's it to me. It's okay. like, it's just the, the thing that was the most shocking was like, e even if he didn't mean it, he couldn't even do it in a fake way right. for like the, to the interviews that he's given or like the reunion. He's like incapable of even pretending that he's sorry. So let me ask you this though, because this is a, an interesting question. Mm -hmm. Is it question. better for him to fake remorse or to be like, fuck you, I no. don't care. I mean, yeah. and that that is a, a fair point. And because there are, I say that he's not even faking it. He does try to fake it at some points. He's like okay. crying and has these big crocodile tears. And um, no, I mean, I guess that's true. If he's not sorry, then he's not sorry. And, yeah. you know. Why put on this big show? Because that's one of the big things is it seems like nobody believes these public apologies. Yeah. Anymore because they're so performative. Yeah. Yeah. So is that, oh, that's the wind. wind. Yeah. We're outside. Yeah. Oh, we already said that. Yeah, but no, it's good to mention that again. So we got a summer wind blowing through. The summer wind came blowing in. Summer breeze makes me feel fine. How do you blowing like that, Chardine? Of my <laughs> mind. <laughs> 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 
Imagine criticizing these musical stylings. <laughs> Actually, that does remind me we have a review before oh. I forget. Since we're kind of, are, do you have any more to say about nope, Scandal? No, that's it. That's it. I'm okay. excited to watch next season. Great. We have a positive review from Boonter Doggy. Love it. Who says uh, this has been his number one Aww. podcast. Um, I'm so happy for both of you to get back to your old, your old flow back from the obvious but completely understandable <laughs> tension between you. Obvious tension? <laughs> Excuse you, Boonter Doggy. No, you're not the first person that's implied that there were full <laughs> seasons which were very unpleasant <laughs> to listen to with the tension well, between us. Well, we kept a decent audience. I guess people were like, it's like watching a train wreck. Yeah, right. It's like watching those, uh, it's like watching in reverse those Good Morning America uh, yeah. people, I guess. <laughs> Um, so that there's that. I want to very briefly, you talked about your entertainment news. I want to talk about my review, which you've already heard, which is, oh, Lord, y'all buckle we went in. to see the Little I mean, Mermaid Jesus movie. Christ. Yeah. 10 out of 10 stars. Highly recommend from me. I, Ryan had some complaints. I, so I enjoyed it fine. Watch. I have several complaints. One of which is Sebastian sings under the sea with a bunch of CGI animals, sea creatures, you know how Sebastian tells us that these animals are playing instruments? Like specifically tells us which instrument? The, ba- the bass plays the bass. The, the new carp plays, plays the, the harp. Yes. And they, they sound in sharp. Well, you would think like, boy, I bet those animals are playing instruments. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not playing instruments. They're just swimming around, bopping on the backs of turtles. You know. No one's playing a CGI. Those fish didn't look that real. You so can you do might things. As well. did, let me ask you a question. Yeah. How much of this complaint is based in the fact that in the animated film, they do do that? They do do. They do do. <laughs> oh, those fish do do. They, he will do as he do do. As do's. he do do. For he will do as he do do. So here's my, this is kind of my thing with the Disney remakes overall, is that you can... You can do it differently. In fact, you should change it if it's just like a straight up live action. So we're just to be fair, we're not complaining about Ariel being a woman of color. No, that's great. I thought she was good. (laughs) She was great. Yeah, Um, yeah. The the human actors were good. Um, Uh, Look, I love Javier Bardem as much as the next hot-blooded American woman. He was a little strangely cast. As yes, I agree. I agree. Triton. Triton. Thank you. But so, and what I'm saying is, why have Sebastian tell us that these animals are playing instruments? If they're not, just change the lyrics. Are you sure that they didn't? I'm pretty sure. Listeners, correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm no one was playing a harp down there under the sea. Well, you might want to fact check yourself before you go lodging these complaints. Fact wreck myself. All right. What else do you got? That was it. You, that's it? The only complaint from the movie? Oh, no, I had other complaints about the movie. You also didn't like the song Scuttlebutt, which is I amazing. Uh, I didn't care for it that much, but Charlie did have to go to the bathroom, so I missed you it. You didn't see it yeah, in the Yeah, I didn't the see film. them perform it. Yeah, no, most of the new song, I didn't like that new Prince Eric number. I didn't like that either. Yeah. I did like Prince Eric. Um, I felt like he, I kept thinking that he was an actor that I knew, and then I realized I was thinking it was a- Adam Brody. Which it wasn't. That's he does not look that much like Adam Brody. I you think would he does. have been happy if it was Adam Brody. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you would have loved that. Yeah. Would you have been happier if it was Harry Styles? That was the fan casting. No. Really? God. No, you don't want Harry Styles as Prince Eric? No. Prince Eric is like 
rugged sea. I I feel like if you were going to cast Harry Styles as any real life Disney prince, I would maybe go with that like Cinderella prince. I could see him. He's a little too like precious. Like he's not going to go out. Yeah, he's not. He's going to get as seasick as I do out there. Yeah. He is not seaworthy. He's definitely not going back into the fire to save Max from the drowning ship. Oh, shoot. Yeah, idiot dog. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's stuck on the burning ship. I know. He's just a dog. You had a complaint too about the movie, which is that the statue that Ariel finds is not actually Eric. Yes, and I stand by that. Spoiler alert, Miki. Well, I feel like it's a big, like, that's what's so devastating sure. about when it, the moment that he it. destroys it is yeah. because it's not just a human statue. Yeah. It's Eric. Yes. She's... Plus then Ariel does that, like, weird scene where she's, like, talking to him and, like, rubbing up against rubbing, him. Rubbing all against, rubbing her You want to run away with me? <laughs> yeah, so that was my, that's my entertainment. I thought corner. it was great. I enjoyed it just fine. I enjoyed it immensely, and I haven't always enjoyed the live-action Disney film. I will say this is probably the best of the live-action that I've seen, but that is not a high bar. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. yeah. The Aladdin one was rough. I didn't see that one. Yeah. We, we, I saw it with the kids, and it just, it was like, the whole time, I was like, I just wish I was watching cartoon Aladdin. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. That, that would be more enjoyable. All right, but we came here to talk about a, a television show. I have one more okay. shout out. Give us a shout out. Speaking of, he will do as he do do. As he do do, yeah. Uh, we got tons of super positive feedback on our cats episode. Oh, of course we did. Not wow. really, but yeah. <laughs> but our listener Amanda sent me this clip on Instagram just today of a scene that I had completely forgotten about. Have we talked about this when Titus on? Unsinkable Kimmy Schmidt. Unbreakable. 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 I am a kitty cat. My name is Turbo Prop. From Pumbly is a silly cat. From Bumble's holiday. Uh, when he goes to cats and they're like, it's yeah, the whole up. thing is fake. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think that we've mentioned that when we've been talking about cats. Yeah, because they had Greg Kinnear is in and he's like, yeah. I'm Greg Kinnear. Yeah. And the only uh, thing I fear is everything. So she sent me a clip and I'll post it to our Instagram because okay. I do feel like it encapsulates a lot of your feelings about the musical cats. Encapsulates. Encapsulates. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought we had talked about Maybe that. Maybe we had. I thought about that like but, immediately. Oh my God. I, I remember that scene when we mm-hmm. watched that show but it's been a long time and it, man i was like yes this is perfect it's exactly right yeah yeah all right well all thank right. you amanda the big d the big d Let's all right get to it. so i think not everybody's watching the big d yes. not everybody has the usa network slash peacock mm-hmm. where this is available although i do recommend it because you also get unedited vanderpump episodes whoa yeah do you get, what do you get to see do you get not to much see butts? it's yeah you just get to see a lot of dick <laughs> speaking of the big Tom d sandoval swinging his dick oh around oh my god who would want to see it uh that woman that he slept with well yeah Her. that woman that you took out on that date that then went to a tom sandoval yeah. and the Most extra show which yeah. i'm still jealous of yeah she had a great i'm very time. jealous because now you can't go right now like, she got in like right yeah at the last i know of the day too. now it's like that was like social. one of the last sandoval shows <laughs> damn 
damn it. Now Now, I have to go see DJ James Kennedy at one of his shows. All right. But tell us a little bit about the Big D. Okay. We'll we'll do it together. So it's a reality show Mm -hmm. hosted by JoJo and Jordan of Bachelorette fame. So these two, I couldn't remember. I I couldn't remember if they had eventually gotten engaged. I knew that they had like gotten engaged on the show and then I think done their own like private engagement which i very much like yes um but i couldn't remember if it had ever led to a marriage and it hasn't they're they're still still engaged engaged. um but they are hosting the show it's in costa rica Mm -hmm. and we start off with how many couples six is that right yeah i believe so six yeah and i will this will shock you i took kind of bad notes really because i was eating enchiladas when i first watched it well i'll say as well i think one of the reasons why maybe we'll enjoy podcasting this show and maybe the episodes will be a little more concise although obviously not this one because we had to go off. we're already 20 minutes in under the sea rant that's important oh yeah that matters um I don't think that we necessarily have to go completely like scene by scene. No, yeah. I think we can do a lot of kind of broad strokes we here. We can get the feel of the show. Yeah, but so it's six divorced couples. They've all been divorced for a varied amount of time. I but would not say, long. yeah, like the longest was like two years. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was, I w- there's a lot of like talking points that I have. Mm-hmm. One of which was, I think there's a huge difference actually between doing this show like six months post divorce and two years. Oh yeah. Oh um, my God. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about just the way that I feel this summer compared to last oh, yeah. summer. Yeah. <laughs> I have thought the similar thoughts. I yeah. Think. And by the way, we're actually not legally divorced, but yeah, uh, you know. I feel like we've been split up for like a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. It counts. Yeah. It counts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a common law divorce. <laughs> we will before too long. Um, so they go to this resort and the deal is they are all interested in. Well, the idea is that you're going to try and put yourself out there and date each other. Mm-hmm. See if you have connections with other people in the group. But naturally, some of the people are more interested in trying to reunite right. with their ex-spouse. Mm-hmm. So there's that conflict. And then on top of them just kind of like making connections or trying to reconnect with their estranged spouses, um, there are like challenges and dates, kind of like Bachelor in Paradise. And uh, they'll eliminate one person a week. So one week the women get to vote one of the men out. And then the next week the men get to vote a woman out, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So their goal is to get down to like one actual functional couple. And that's weird to me. Like, I thought that it would be a little bit more of a like Bachelor in Paradise of like, when they get down to three couples, then they'll kind of change the format or something will like, Mm -hmm. it's very strange to me that they're just going to eliminate it down to two people and be like, it's y'all. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. We'll see how it all plays it's out. It's a little Agatha it, Christie, and then there were none. <laughs> the real mousetrap situation. They're going to yeah. get murdered. Yeah, the yeah. guy they cut this time was killed. Um, no, I, it does feel like they're working the kinks out of the show. Like, you know, the, the thing about The Bachelor, for better or worse, is like, other than that season with the two leads. It's a well-oiled machine. Like, they know, everybody yeah. knows the rules. <laughs> yeah. Nothing has to get explained. No one is like, what? A fantasy right? <laughs> Actually, people are still like that for well, some reason. Yeah, yeah. Like, what? You're sleeping with other people on but. this show? Yeah. Okay, so I think we've done a good job of setting the table. Yeah. Here. Um, all right, so what do, you, what do you have to say about this show? Well, I mean, 
just in general? Well, do I don't know where we want to go. Yeah. Uh, so we can kind of speak in general before we get into maybe some of the specifics mm-hmm. of the first episode. Good. Yeah. yeah. And y'all are going to get some bird noise in the background. Uh-oh. That's me. If uh-huh. my mom is listening, which I know she is, maybe you could identify that bird. That bird call for us. It's a great eagle. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ostrich. It's a snow owl. <laughs> um, one of my questions was, and I do, I mean, I think that this these recaps will probably be most interesting if we let down our guard a little bit and maybe uh-huh. relate it you know sure, to, to our us own. that's at, why we're yeah, recapping this. of course yeah. like how <laughs> terrible do you think or how good do you think you and i would be on a show like this if okay. we were one of these couples i thought about this so i have a couple different thoughts one is about half of these couples made me feel like we have really moved on. Yeah. Like yes. really. Like I was like, oh, I can't imagine being this guy who's like, no, I want to get back together. <laughs> yeah. You know, like so. It, uh, so I think in that regard, it made it was an interesting experience to see people who like hadn't moved on. Yeah. With the capacity that we have. I thought that in the challenge because mm-hmm. one of the the challenge that they give for this first episode is for the women. And they have to basically like sell their spouse to the other people, the uh-huh. other women. With and a pitch, not with yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll give you 30 rupees <laughs> for this spouse. Interesting trades considered. <laughs> Um, you have to sell them in a yeah. sense of like, here's why they're great. Like, here's why you should go for them. And... I was thinking like how hard or easy that would be for me. And I feel like it would be really easy. Like it would not be difficult at all for me to be like, this is what's great about Ryan. Like this is what he'll do. Yeah. This is what he won't do. This is what he'll do do. (laughs) (laughs) He will do as he do do. Much like, uh, is Uh, it Mistopheles? No, it's uh, Rum Tum Tugger. He will do as he do do. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's Rum Tum Tugger. And there's no doing anything about wow. it. Who couldn't like cats? Many, many. <laughs> um, so to answer your question, I think that we would do really well overall. I'm not sharing a room with you. Well, I'm not sharing a room with I you. Know. You have Jimmy. What do you mean yeah. you're not sharing a room with me? I mean, I'm not sharing a room with you. We're going to skid our own room. What's your complaint about sharing you're a room with me? You're going to complain about how much I snore and how I'm getting drinks of loud drinks of water in the middle of the correct night. Correct and yeah. correct. And, and Jimmy Legs. And we can all just sleep peacefully in our own rooms. Well, I, I mean. I think that's one of the lessons we've learned. <laughs> I feel like a better way to put that is I wouldn't ask you to share a room with me. I'm, let me rephrase. So I'm not sharing room with you i'm not sharing a room with you let me rephrase we would not do well sharing a room correct i agree not for any sort of tension but just or just like get out of here well we never did well sharing a room together yeah so that other than that if they would give us our own rooms i think we would be fine i don't think we would be very interesting like they clearly chose people that had baggage left like the guy that's clearly addicted to sex yeah and the guy who's like (laughs) clearly in love with his wife well he's gone now (laughs) i know but like you know what i mean like i I don't think they would pick us because they'd be like yeah yeah yeah. i feel like there's a couple of couples that i was like they're fun and funny yeah i guess when that woman was like "Mm, look what the cat dragged in (laughs) (laughs) um i think that in theory we would do well and even in action, we would do well. I do think I'm a very, 
I'm, I've always been a very jealous person. I think it would be, I think I would be a little bit like those contestants on The Bachelor who are like, I just didn't know how hard it would be watching Zach date 25 other women. And we're all like, well, what did you think it would be like, right. dipshit? Mm-hmm. I think I would be a contestant who'd be like, we've both moved on. Like, it's fine. I want him to be happy 100%. Uh-huh. But then I would get in there and be like, these fucking bitches. Like... That's my ex-husband. I don't think you would care. I really don't think you would care. I think it would annoy me. Yeah, oh, you'd be annoyed. Because I would have to, like, watch you try to flirt and, like... No, but that's a different thing. Like, you would be irritated. No, I don't think I would be, like, emotionally wounded by it. I think you would be annoyed. I don't think I would, like, cry about it. I think I would just be like, this is not Uh, that fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, but overall, I thought about that, too. I think we would do fairly well with this. Um, so overall, what, how did you like the show? Uh, I liked it. I agree with your assessment that it seems like they're still kind of ironing out some Mm -hmm. kinks. Um, and for the first episode, I think it was right on track of where it should be, but it didn't have a lot of like high drama and you're always figuring out like who the people are. It reminded me a little bit of love is blind in that way of like just learning all these different, you know, different characters. I think that's one of the benefits of like bachelor in paradise, especially is like, you already know most of them. Mm. Obviously they'll bring in a few randos. Sure. Yeah. Um, Somebody from four seasons ago. Yeah. They got cut like the first night. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was a little more difficult for me just to keep track of everybody. Mm Um, but I, I like it and I like, <laughs> I like the idea of it. I mean, yeah. I think they also are right to keep it small. Yes. Six couples yep. is pretty small. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I like it. Yeah, no, I agree. I really like the premise. I really like, I mean, it's just different because you're coming in. These people have this baggage, the, these emotions that are baked in that aren't baked in. It feels more like higher stakes in mm-hmm. a way. Like it feels more genuine. Whereas like the bachelor was like, Oh my God, I met Clayton last week and I'm in love with him. Yeah. Like this like, feels like these people have, yes. and they're not necessarily older, but, and, and there are divorced people on the bachelor, but in general, these people seem more like they've lived more. Yeah. They have a little more perspective. Yeah. And I mean, things. there was a scene at the very beginning and now I'm not even going to remember what the woman says, but like, um jojo and uh jordan are like are we ready to like dive in and they're all like yeah and they're like we are wounded yeah no i agree there was the one guy was like we've got something in common we're all fucking divorcees yeah yeah so i i agree with you that um you know whether they got married after only dating a few years or whatever like they all have a, a much larger chunk of history and mm-hmm. baggage yeah. and backstory than any of the people that come on the bachelor. And in that sense, I mean, you can just tell like, it's probably going to get a lot more like, I don't know, gritty. Right. Well, and some of these people clearly haven't worked through a lot of this stuff and they yep. bring the therapist on. I have to so there's a couple of related comments. Jojo and Jordan sucked. Oh, I thought. thought they were fine. God, you haven't seen Nick Lachey and Vanessa. I, I haven't. They're the worst. Yeah. No, I, I mean, thought Jojo and Jordan were they fine. They just seem so wooden. Yeah. Like they, I mean, it's it's not necessarily fair criticism. It's just like you could all you could almost have any human stand and well, make cue cards. 
I mean, like that's this. Jesse Palmer. Jeez. But at least Jesse Palmer does. I mean, he's reading cue cards, but he doesn't seem like it. Like, oh, they I just th- haven't. I don't know. They haven't gotten I yet. mean, I'm I. I'm not even like, defending Jesse Palmer. They just did not seem natural. Yeah. Well, hopes. maybe it'll go on it and may, it'll get yeah. a little better. Yeah. Um, but they also did a lot of things where they're like, I bet you're wondering if I'm here to find love again, why do I have to do it in front of my ex? Well, to create drama. Like, we know it's kind of right. like. All well, and I'm stuff. like, did they know the basic premise of the right. show? Or were they just like, I'll get on a plane to Costa Rica and oh, you shit. tell me You're what here. the show is yeah. later? Like, they must have known. Yeah. yeah. Or like that one couple has a kid together. I Surely they say, coordinated. Yeah. Somebody's watching the kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was kind of annoyed with JoJo and Jordan and with um, the way that they tried to pretend like, this is hard it's to do. Shocking. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is dramatic. Like, yeah, we know that's why you're making the show. Yeah. Like, I don't like that disingenuous approach to it but overall i really enjoyed it um so what uh what do we want to talk about here well you want to go through some of the couples yeah let's do it we've got ariel and blair divorced for nine months they said they got married after dating two months wow yeah yeah, I can't shocking that, that it work. didn't work out. <laughs> Though you can get married after dating for two and a half years and it still doesn't Correct. work out. Correct. Um, so Blair says that social media is why they broke up. And um, Ariel says that she would be open to rekindle their relationship and their romance while he says he's ready to get past that part of his yeah. life. So it seemed like even of in the couples, nobody's here to get back together. Like, I don't think. Or did you? I thought Brooks and Case. Brooks wanted to get back with Casey. Oh, no, he did. But I'm saying in the couples, there's not a couple where, like, both of them are like, we would be interested. I understand what you're saying. Like, it's always one person or neither one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I think I like. Because if you're there to get back together, that goes against the show. Right. That's not going to be exciting. (coughs) Yeah. No, no, I agree. I see what you're saying. And I agree. Yes. In some part, in some cases, there was one person that really wanted to get back together. And another didn't. And here, it seems like Ariel wants to give things another Ariel's the one. And and Blair, I would say, is probably the most, like, attractive of this bunch, Mm -hmm. which is another broad comment we've already made. Guys, this cast is, uh, how do I say this? Full of uggos. (laughs) Uh, I know Ryan Ryan and other listeners get mad when I say that. They're they're a bunch of regular Joes. See, I liked that. I have in my notes, none of these people are attractive. I kind of like that. No, I mean, that one guy. Yeah, and and the girls are fine. Look, they're as attractive as you and me. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're... Like uh, Dee Dee, like there's some of them are. They're like, not like monsters. No, it's not like the Elephant Man. Or anything, <laughs> yeah. But it is nice to see, like, sort of normal-ish. They humans. just look normal. Yeah, yeah, right. And like on the upper end of normal, like they would be the the women. Most of the women and half the men would be the most yeah. attractive person in most rooms. And Love Is Blind has taken that approach as well. Although I would say that they've maybe gotten like slightly more attractive people as the seasons have, have uh-huh. progressed. Um, but in that show, it makes sense to me because it's kind of like, you know, if every if you know that everyone there is just kind of like model material, yeah, right. it's not a big Roll deal. The dice. To be, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But but on this show, I feel like they're just doing it kind of just because. Yeah. And again, I like that. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it doesn't sound like you totally like I it. I do like it. Okay. It was an adjustment. Like yeah. you see Brooks with his like, you know, tattooed belly hanging out over his like 
Tommy Bahama, like past the knee swim trunks. It's just a different look than you usually see on, on certainly on The Bachelor. Yeah, again, I enjoyed it being a little bit different. For sure. Yeah. 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 All right, so we've got Ariel and what's his name, Blair. Ariel and Blair. We've got Jillian and David, who have been divorced for seven months. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were high school sweethearts. Um, They said that COVID caused their divorce, that they kind of ended up spending too much time together. I understand that. Same, same, (laughs) yeah. Uh, He moved out. It sounds like not necessarily being like, we're divorcing, but just like, I need more space. And then in that space, she was like, well, guess what, buddy? I want a divorce. Yes. Well, and um, it seems like Ariel moved out, like moved to LA to do her social media stuff. But then is like, wait a minute. She like missed him. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said that he wants to get past it and work on getting on the same page. And then he says, I'm crawling on my belly. I want to do this for us. Okay. So we got yeah. another couple. Yeah. Who, and, and again, this is what they have to do for kind of the tension. And it's just interesting to see people who haven't quite, one person has let things go and the other person has. Yeah. Let yeah. Things go. And I think, I mean, again, they're seven months post-divorce. Sure. Nine yeah. months post like that to me is completely normal. No, you're right. I mean, this would have been, a, we would have been a lot rawer. Last seven months yeah <laughs> yeah. So, yeah it would have been a little bit more intense um alexis and devin mm-hmm. are s- s- seems like a, a more on the same page she's the one that says look what the cat dragged in and then she says just know that you are never having this again good good move by the way alexis yeah and then well he played. says you're a mad black woman <laughs> <laughs> Um, she gives a toast to divorce, and then yeah. they kind of go on their way. They're interesting because she like gives them that really aggressive massage. Yeah, love she's later. like giving him a massage, yeah. which seems like it's like oh okay. But then they start talking about his mom right. during the massage, and she like I thought it was her mom. Oh, maybe it was, it was her mom, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but she's like digging into his shoulders. Yeah. yeah, they seem like maybe they're the most one of the more moved on. Yes, couples. but like still friends. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed them. I thought that. Yeah. I thought they were fun. Yeah. Um, who else do we have? Uh, Casey and Brooks. Oh, yeah. Okay. She says, Brooks still tries to get back together every single day. I want him to, I want him to meet someone and get laid and meet a hottie. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen, Casey. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It doesn't. <laughs> um, Allie and Mims. Oh, right. So this is, he was an athlete, maybe a basketball yeah, player. Yeah, uh-huh. And um, she got pregnant. So they said, we got married, had a baby, and then shit got real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, He tells when they're all like kind of giving info to each other about themselves. He says that they were married for four years. And she's like, "Uh, it was six years. Yeah, I did. I really enjoyed that move. I have a a controversial comment. Oh, um, do. Okay. So there's one of the uh, first couples where the woman is like, I bet you don't know where I got this dress. Do you that was that? Jillian and David. Yeah, Jillian. She's like, it was for my bridal yeah. shower. Get the fuck out of here with that, Jillian. <sighs> That's my, like, you're divorced. You have lost that privilege. Well, I also like the idea that you should, like, know where you got a dress for. Right. Like, yeah. I can't, I'm racking my brain. And other than, like, literally my wedding dress, I can't imagine any item of clothing in my closet that I could be like, remember what I got this for? And you'd be like, it was this. No, right. You have no idea. No, no idea. And I'm just saying, like... And that's, like, I wouldn't expect you to. Right. That's, like, you, Jillian, you have lost that privilege when you got divorced to, like, 
be that kind of critical. The we were married for six years, not four. That still flies because you yeah. should remember that. But this, like, I think that some of these couples are still negotiating their new dynamic. Well, they're, I mean, it's like Brooks getting mad that um, Casey doesn't invite him on the date right. after she wins the challenge. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to go on a date with yeah. you. Like, I'm here to meet new people. Right. But that being said, I guess that's the type of situation in real life if we were there where... Why, as a viewer, I'm like, Brooks needs to get over himself. Like, there's no way Casey should have asked him if I were Brooks and it were me. I would be so pissed at you. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we wouldn't do well. On yeah, this. maybe not. Yeah. Uh, and I think I'm not going to defend Brooks because he's terrible and this is going to sound hypocritical. Like, he at least framed it as like, we were a team out there. And that is true. Right. Like, it's a team challenge. Uh-huh. And they worked together on it. And then she gets to go yeah. on the day. He chose the right framing for it, whether it was yeah. genuine or not. I don't think it was. Yeah, but. right. I think he just wanted to go with her. Because then when he's like, I hope there's sharks. Which yeah. Is like, first of all, that that's like, like a six-year-old. He was. He seemed very immature. Yes, yes. Um, Mims also says, I was in an open marriage, but I was the last one to find <laughs> out. So there's that. Uh, Didi and Takur, uh, mm-hmm. arguably the strangest couple yes. on the show. What yep. the fuck is going on with Takur? I don't know. Ta- I had, yeah, Thakur, yeah, I, I don't know. This was the strangest couple. He's like massive, like wearing these shirts that are like cutting the circulation <laughs> off of his biceps. Um, and later in the show, they all end up playing Never Have I Ever. And he does that thing that high schoolers do where he just outs himself over and over yes. again. But it's like dark shit. Right. Like, like Never Have I Ever Murdered a Stripper. Yeah. Never he didn't have actually I ever say that. Overdosed yeah. on heroin yeah. at a strip club right. while fucking someone. Yeah. It literally is like that uh-huh. level. Right. And like he has done all the things according it, to the editing. It becomes yeah. very, very clear that he's just a terrible person. Yeah. All the rest of them, I think seem flawed yes but you're like ah that's kind of like they're real people that none of them are perfect he seems kind of like a monster he's the tom sandoval of the group oh he's the sandoval (laughs) i like that that's just the synonym for the bad person now yep you're a real sandoval and then dd is like beautiful and wounded dd call me dd okay yeah well call me Takor. <laughs> no, you don't. Don't call that. me yeah. Takor. I was going to ask you who, if you were on this show as a woman, which of the guys would you ask on a date? I think I need to get to know their personalities better, uh-huh. but I, I liked Mims. He was smiling a lot. Yeah. I feel like he was like, seemed like a easygoing guy. I think that just in terms of like sheer physical attraction, Blair is probably the uh-huh. most handsome, but I liked Mims. I had a comment about David, um, who goes out on the date with Casey. I'm pretty sure this is a Jason Siegel character. Yes. Did yeah. you see that too? It took me about 20 minutes, yeah, and then I'm I like, wait a minute. For sure. This is, yeah. Yeah. This is a Jason. It's not Jason Siegel, it's a character he would play. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. could see that. Yep. All right, so we've got, so the challenge, you want to talk a little more about the challenge that they have to do? So, yeah, I mean, we get there, and JoJo and Jordan come out and kind of explain the deal. Very woodenly, very, very stiffly. Each of you have an amazing love story. 
do they? I guess so. And then they I say, I thought that was generous. In the end, it didn't yeah. quite, it didn't work, quite out. work out. Oh, yeah, it didn't <laughs> quite. Almost. It's so close. So they say the only way a new relationship works better than an old one is if you learn from your past. Believe it or not, your ex is here to help you. Do you think that we. Is that true? Like, do you think that all like emotions aside your ex I mean spouse boyfriend girlfriend what have you is like in a position to teach you a lot about what has gone wrong I like actively as like let me sit you down and teach you about yeah what's wrong. like if I asked you to think of <laughs> I don't know. That, I think, is the rare case. I agree that, like, you learn from a past relationship. Right. And you you ideally grow, whether it's because the other person is like, let me tell you. Stop doing yes, this. Yes, right. Well, I can't stop having Jimmy legs. Uh, well, I can't. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I think rarely, I think even in some cases, both of us have done that for each other. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that that is much rarer, but I do think that you learn from the, the past. Yeah. Past relationships just in general. So the idea is that they'll gather and let one person go who isn't ready for a new relationship. So that's how they decide who to cut. It's someone that isn't really there to find a new relationship or love. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and the goal is to find one couple who is ready to enter the world as a committed relationship. I like the low bar here. Yes. Like, we just want one. Right. And not engaged, just a committed relationship. That's what we've been wanting from The Bachelor forever. Yeah. Like, just, hey, do you you want to keep doing this after this Costa Rica trip that we had? Yeah, great. I like that. I also, this is getting a little ahead of the game, but I really liked um, the, like, deliberation. That was cool, I thought, in that it was like, let's talk through who should be here and who shouldn't. Yeah, you know, that, yeah. That was really neat, and I thought that, and the um, sort of like rationales they gave. I feel like they used to do that on that Bachelor Pad show. Maybe so, yeah. Yeah. Like, who needs to get cut? Yeah. But, yeah, I enjoyed that. I thought that was cool. But yeah, the challenge is, as though they move into their little bedrooms together, their wedding photos are up in there again just as a way to like twist the knife See, like, that would make me sad <laughs> well that, but that's what they're doing right no, they're like I know, trying to make but you i feel sad. like that doesn't like that's not helpful in like making you move forward to a new relationship no, of i feel not. like that's, it would just make me sad that's what i'm saying is like this show is only kind of wanting to yeah. actually help these people yeah i guess so, that's like, true i like pretend. it because it's like genuine but then it's definitely willing to be like haha fuck you yeah no and that but like don't pretend jojo and jordan that you're here like we just really care about you guys moving on no you don't like you just want to make good tv um, and uh, we should also mention that I did have to take that. I, I had one wedding photo up the other day that I'd forgotten about still. Yeah. But then the handyman asked if you were dead. <laughs> Only metaphorically, <laughs> sir. She's dead in my heart. She's dead to me. Does that right. count? <laughs> so I had to take it down because it was causing confusion for the random looky-loos that come into our house. <laughs> looky-loos. Looky-loos. Uh... Well, I mean, he's supposed to be... And working as a handyman, but I he's mean, getting into my business. Well, you he's know, like what? you know, I could repair your heart. You Ryan. killed my heart. Yeah, maybe <laughs> he was hitting on you. <laughs> I think he was trying to be more of a like 
uh, Wilson, the neighbor from Home Improvement Aww. situation, like trying to help me out. It is incredibly inappropriate for him to ask if your wife is dead. Incredibly <laughs> invasive. Yes. Like, imagine if I was. Yeah. I was like, yeah, she's she's dead. Yep. I should have just said that you were. <laughs> yeah, you should <laughs> and have. And got like, you know, I can barely afford Been these like, repairs. Do you have any new widower discounts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know any widowers in town that are, uh, yeah, real sad? Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. They play Never Have I Ever. I mean, they're kind of just getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. This is when Lex is giving Devin a massage, and she says that her mom played a big part in their divorce. Um, Oh, I have in my notes right now, the worst part of this would be that we would have to share a bed. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's what we would. And they actually, they had twin beds. I don't know if you noticed that. Well, they would have to. Right. So actually, it would be fine. Although you still snore snore, and you do get up for water. And I get up to take a drink of water. You're like, oh my God, it's so loud. It is loud. Just drink, A, drink water before bed. Or no. don't, because then you won't have to use the bathroom five million times. But then times. I wake up thirsty. And you know what? Now that we're divorced, I can wake up in the middle of the night and drink as much water yeah, as I well, want. And it's wonderful. Aren't you just living your best <laughs> kind life? Of, kind of. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's a therapist here. Uh-huh. I was shocked that it wasn't Nick Vial. Well, he, they probably can't get Nick Vial. I mean, I mean, he's too hard. Yeah. He's too esteemed in the therapy world. It's Dr. Jada Jackson. Great Whoa. Name. Yeah. Miss Dr. Jackson, if you're nasty. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Who? She says that she's here to help them get to a place where they can enter a healthy relationship in their lives. So I have to say, I liked the therapist fine overall but she was like when Dee Dee has a really hard time introducing her ex and the therapist is like it's okay you're working through this like it's you know this is part of your healing and it's like but the women who did a good job won yeah like that was sort of shitty (laughs) well it is but also like if the point of the show is to be able to move into a new relationship like sorry Dee Dee you're still you're still mired in Takur's drama, <laughs> his stripper drama. <laughs> How about um, who was this? Was this Alexis who had this line? That slick tongue will get on your nerves, but get a little liquor in him, and that slick tongue will get on your nerves. That's if a good you know line. what I mean, she did not have to say that. We all knew what <laughs> yeah. she meant. We I all knew do it. know yes. what you mean. Yes, it's a great line. You do not have to say. Line. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Casey reads a poem mm-hmm. about Brooks, and then you, yeah, Dee Dee is basically like, I don't know. Yeah, Brooks, he's a monster. Yeah, Brooks comes out in a speedo and suspenders. Yes, yes. yes. Well, and you get Ariel being like, should I like undersell? Yeah, Blair? like yeah. I kind of want to get back together with him, so I don't know, you know, what I should say. Mm-hmm. That's going to be problematic. You can just yeah. tell. Yes. Um, so yeah, Casey and Jillian win, so they mm-hmm. both get to go on dates, and Casey asks David to go on a date, who is Jillian's ex. Right. And Jillian awkwardly is like, I was also going to choose David, yeah. which Jillian, come on, that's not, get your head that's out of not your why ass. you're here. That's not the game. And yeah. then I feel like that made it even worse. Because then Brooks is like, see, Jillian was yeah, going right. to choose her ex. Yeah, right. It really reinforces Brooks's stance on things. Um, and so Jillian ends up asking, 
who did Devin? Devin. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and she cries on her date. And she said, and I actually related to this because one of the things that Jillian says is that in some ways it's harder for them to go their separate ways. That the divorce has been a little harder because they have a good friendship. Sure, yeah. And, and we've talked about that uh-huh. a lot that, uh, you know, it complicates things. And I actually felt like there were quite a few, like when Brooks, I mean, spoiler, Brooks gets eliminated. Right. Uh, but when Casey is saying goodbye to him, she's like, you're my best friend. Yeah. Like, that was, I thought, sweet. Um, there's a lot of love between yeah, the right. couples. Well, and that's what I'm getting at in, like, there's complex feelings here that just can't happen on The Bachelor. Even with yeah. them saying, like, oh, I've fallen in love. I've never felt like this. Like, there's just stuff that, that can't be there in the amount of time mm-hmm. that they're on The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um, I also want to say as a global comment... This isn't even necessarily a critique. You can tell this show does not have a bachelor budget. Oh, yeah. At all. I There's mean, like, they just rented jet skis. Yeah, here's your fun <laughs> jet ski days. But you know what? That's fine. No, it is fine. Like, and it's a li- uh, they have a paradise budget, I would say, because that's the type of date you sure. would see on paradise. Yeah, but the paradise, they also would have built a hot tub on the beat. You know? Yeah, like, well, it also seemed like for the part where they're just talking, they like go to a public park and like yes, sit in the grass. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Yeah, which again, fine. Yeah, but fine. It, it just, just seems noticeable. like, man, you're in Costa Rica. Right. And, like, <laughs> just go sit over here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah so the women have to deliberate uh on who to eliminate and it's brooks and takur that are kind of in the hot seat um for the same reason really i mean they just say that clearly neither one of them is here to truly pursue a new relationship right. they're saying that brooks basically seems like he's still in love with casey mm-hmm. and takur is still kind of like freakily obsessed with Dee. Right. in that sense it seems like it's less about takur wanting to get back together with Dee Dee, but it's more about him like only being there to sabotage her ability to move forward. I thought the clearer person that should have been cut was Takur, sure. but of course they're going to keep him around because yeah. he's the villain. Well, just because he seems more toxic, it is interesting that their rationales for keeping them both when they were deliberating was like, well, these people need time to move on, like to work through their shit so that they can then move on. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I buy that or not. I also, I did like when Casey was like, I would did this for myself. Like you could tell this was like a growth moment for Casey. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm standing I'm up working for on moving on. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so um, the power is going to go back and forth each week. The men will have the power next week mm-hmm. to make cuts. Um, yeah, so any other any other thoughts? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, again, I liked it. I'm excited. I'm, it's nice to just watch a different show and recap right. it. <laughs> As we said, a different show that's 45 minutes long. Great. And I, another complaint, though, JoJo and Jordan were like, these people are playing instruments and not a single one of them. Brooks has some hooks. (laughs) Mims plays the Sims, but they didn't do it. Hanging in the window in the evening on a Friday night. Little light is shining through the window. 
is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.